Well, hey there, and welcome to Live It Out, a podcast here at Centenary Church in Lexington, Kentucky, about faith and the 21st century. What does it mean to live as followers of Christ in a post-Christian society today? Each week, we're going to have the amazing opportunity to talk with people across the globe who are committed to walking through this life with Jesus and hear their thoughts and experiences of the Christian life in an ever-changing and hurting world. We hope that this encourages you and helps you in any way. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. Welcome to Live It Out, and thanks for joining us today. I'm James Williams, lead pastor of Centenary Church, and I want to urge you not to miss a single episode in the coming days. Each week, you're going to hear from some of the most well-known leaders in Christian community. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast today, and we'll remind you of some upcoming programs as well. I am so excited and feel privileged to be with today's guest. Dr. Alveda King is going to bless you beyond measure. Um, I've heard her interviewed and, and read many of her books and her writings, and I know you're going to come away blessed as you listen to her today. Um, the power of this dear lady through prayer and faith is amazing, and so we're excited to have her. Dr. King is the daughter of the late uh, slain civil rights activist, Reverend A.D. King, and she is the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a strong civil rights activist in her own right. She is the founder of Speak for Life and currently serves as the host of Fox Nation's Alveda King's House. Dr. King's also a former Georgia State legislator, and uh, she is this year's recipient of the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. Dr. King, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Welcome to Live It Out. Pastor Williams, I'm so glad to join you. I apologize for the background noise. I'm in a car. So uh, can you hear me? I can hear you well, and I know that you've just left the airport, and we're good uh-huh. on sound, so don't worry about that at all. We're we're just so excited that you're going to be here at Centenary with us, and that's November 5th to kick off our prayer conference called Watch and Pray. 2021. Watch and pray. Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, well, let's start today with a most important aspect of a life of faith, and that is prayer. And Dr. King, I, I just wanted to ask you as we got started today, what does prayer mean to you and how has it affected your life? Well, with prayer in my family, I was born into a Baptist family of preachers. And my mother and daddy Reverend A.D. King and my mother, Mrs. Naomi Ruth Barber King, during the civil rights days when the uh, fighting and the bombing, our home was bombed in, in Birmingham and his church was bombed in Louisville and all that. But I remember seeing my parents on their knees praying by their bed at home. My granddaddy, Martin Luther King Sr., was just a marvelous man of prayer. My grandmother, Mama King, Alberta, Martin Luther King Junior, just I so I grew up in a Christian family. I was not born again until 1983, and that's when I began to really sincerely learn about prayer. But quickly, let me explain one of my greatest prayer experiences before I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior in 1983. Evangelist Billy Graham was in Atlanta. I was a college student, and I had been assigned to uh, interview Billy Graham. So I was able to get get the interview, and I was impressed, and I had written all my interview questions. And I asked 
uh, Evangelist Graham something similar to what you just asked me. So I asked him what did he to what did he attribute the success of his ministries? His answer was, well, we have to pray. We have to just pray all the time. So I was young and I thought I was so smart. And I said, sir, nobody can pray 24-7. He looked at me with those startling blue eyes and he says, I'm praying for you right now. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then several years later, I became born again. And I joined Believer's Bible Christian Church in 1987. And my pastor, the founder of Believer's Bible Christian Church, along with his wife, Anna McNair, he was a man of prayer, a man of faith, prophetic. He was a sort of an apostle in his own right, a pastor. But he insisted at Believer's Bible Christian Church that we had to pray every day and read our Bible every day. So I know that prayer is communication with God, and we have to pray. And I would say, like Evangelist Graham said, I guess we can pray without ceasing. So that doesn't mean, I guess our life should be in constant communication with God through prayer. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And it really is um, a life of prayer. So many folks who are Christ followers, Dr. King, they feel like they're not adequate to pray because they they think they have to say the right words and pray in different ways. But it really is. I love that you just said it's a conversation with God because that's exactly what it is. Just like we're having a conversation. Yeah. And we can all pray. You know, Pastor would say, Pastor Magnair said, you know, just do your part in life, whatever it happens to be. But one thing we can all do is to pray. Absolutely. Well, you know, I saw a program a while back where you interviewed your dear mother. And and the spirit of the Lord just exudes from her. And, and, and she, she told a story of a time many years ago when the Lord allowed her to save her family, and it happened in the family's living room. Can you tell that story again? Well, Mother, uh, during 1963, our home was bombed in Louisville, Kentucky, and when the bomb went off, Daddy was able to get everybody to the back of the house and out of the house. And when mother started back through the rubble, the thing that was in the middle of all the rubble that had, where the house had exploded was a picture of Jesus. It was fragmented a little bit, but you could see Jesus. And so mother's position is always to pray. Uh, she wanted to abort me in 1950, for example. And her mother said, let's go and talk to our pastor, Martin Luther King Sr. She was engaged to my daddy, Reverend A.D. King. And so when they went in, to talk to granddaddy. He said, you can't abort that baby. Abortion was illegal, but there were ways and not just back alleys. And so he said, she needs to be born. I saw her in a dream three years ago. She has bright skin and bright red hair, and she's going to bless many people. So amazingly, my mother has always been a woman of prayer. She still is a woman of prayer today. She'll be, her 90th birthday is a few days from now in November. So, um, yeah, so that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was so beautiful. I, I love that story. And and many folks don't know about um, your father's life and, and really how he lost his life. I think I remember correctly that the United States was walking on the moon that day that your father was assassinated, and so that news got pushed to the side. Am I correct in that? Some people say that that was intentional, whoever did it knew that it would get lost 
And so for many years, people didn't even know Martin Luther King had a brother for many years. But my dad was a preacher along with his daddy, Daddy King, his brother, Martin Luther King Jr. And he was a civil rights leader, strategist, and all of that. As a matter of fact, here in Louisville, Kentucky area, Lexington, and all of that, my dad, Reverend A.D. King, if you really look for your history, was one of the main leaders of the fair housing movement in the 1960s, and it came out of Kentucky. Well, that's that's marvelous. That's marvelous. Well, well, Dr. King, you've experienced so much in your life, and our listeners are interested in what you think about the current state of society. I know you are traveling the country right now. That's what you're doing today, even. And you are really being a voice for truth, and you're being a voice for Jesus Christ, I'm amazed when I watch you and see what you're involved in right now. And I've never seen a time like now. And and I'd just like to know what your take is on what's happening in in America and our world right now. It is truly written that there's no new thing under the sun. And there have been tumultuous time periods throughout history. Many of us believe, and I am included in that, that we are perhaps closer to the end times. I do believe that, and that's when the victorious church will arise, and that the glory of God is going to even be greater. I actually believe that. I believe that America, especially, is in a state of revival around America, but around the world. Now, that's just what I believe. Now, all the terrible things I prayed about, for example, critical race theory. And I said, Lord, what do I say to people? He said, tell them there is a critical race. It's called the human race. Because of one blood, I made all people to live together on the face of the earth. You are not to divide because of skin color. People are made in the image and likeness of God. And that's from the womb to the tomb. And then I said, well, okay, what about COVID and everybody's fighting over who had a vaccine and who didn't? And God kind of just showed me in prayer. At the end of the day, God is our healer, Jesus Christ. By his stripes, we are healed. And we're not to argue with people about whether they did have a shot, whether they didn't have a shot, what they think about COVID. The answer that God gave me was fear not. Do not fight with each other. Fight to live. So we're not supposed to be in strife and fighting about the current issues that are going on around us. Uh, Is some of this conspiracy? Very likely. Is Jesus Lord? Very definitely. So whatever we're going through, we should not fear. We should be humble. We should repent, love, and forgive. And do what my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. We must learn to live together as brothers and I'll say as sisters or perish together as fools. Even if you look at the Tower of Babel, God didn't divide people by skin color. He divided people by languages. So we are not supposed to be fighting each other. We're supposed to be learning to love each other. Oh, that is so true. And, you know, one of the best books I read during the pandemic was your work entitled We're Not Colorblind. And that, that's just a marvelous work that I think we need to get in more hands right now. Thank you so much. I agree. Pastor, I am kind of en route and need to get out of the car. Absolutely. Is there something else that I can share except to say, love each other, forgive each other, ask our Heavenly Father to give us, because in, uh, Mark, I think it's eleven twenty-two, have faith in God. And then it goes on to say, well, we pray, you know, believe, and we can speak to a mountain. And it'll be moved. However, when we pray, forgive so that our Heavenly Father can forgive us. So that's kind of the message that we have to continue to share. And I look forward very soon to sharing more of that 
with you and your community. Well, Vita King, you're a blessing. Thank you for being with us on Live It Out today. And I look forward to being with you too next month. God bless you. You too, sir. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. And if you'd like to meet Dr. King, she's going to be with us at Centenary Church here in Lexington, Kentucky, November 5 and 6. Registration is now limited. I want to urge you to register soon by visiting www.lexchurch.com slash prayer conference. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you. Keep praying and keep the faith. Live It Out, Faith and the 21st Century is a production of Centenary Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Join lead pastor James Williams each week as we engage Christian leaders around the world. Be sure to subscribe today and leave a review of our podcast. To connect with us further, visit our website at lexchurch.com. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to joining you next week. Until then, love one another and live it out.